Divine Feminine is a woman's empowerment podcast. Goddesses, uplifting goddesses, discussing all things divinely feminine in the realms of travel, fashion, food, and economics. We have a Divine Feminine travel group, blog, and vlog, and we're building a community of like-minded sisters worldwide who want to tap in more to their sensuality, self-discovery, disciplining, and mastering self, healing from traumas, and just glowing the F up in all aspects. We travel the globe while looking fly doing so, interviewing and building with some pretty dope sisters along the way. So we hope you can join us and learn a thing or two. Tap in and see what's cracking. Chime in and put your dime in. Peace. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Oh my gosh, yes, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> oh Lord, my gosh. What was okay. that about? I don't know, girl. I was having, I was about to have a freaking panic attack. Girl, me too. So I feel you. Sisterhood, yes. Okay, so let me copy the link from your page because I got to reset this now. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get it. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What's up? You already know. It's your girl, Empress. We are back with another episode on Divine Feminine Podcast, Season 1, Episode 33. And today we have a special guest, Miss Yasanya, beautiful soul and content creator, doing big things on YouTube. What is up, Yasanya? Hey, honey, what's going on? Thank you. Yes, <laughs> you- I'm... <laughs> How are you? I'm doing very well now that we're connected because we were having a little bit of technical difficulties in the beginning. <laughs> I know, and I, but I'm so happy we passed that, and I'm so happy. I was like, oh, Lord, I was like the devil. We got to get this. We got to get this on. No, man. Facts, facts. You know? So before we even get started, I want to say prayers up to those in Florida um, going through Hurricane yes. Ian. I've seen some footage, and it's not pretty, so... Mm. I'm over here praying for y'all over there in Florida. If you haven't already, please find some safety out there. I had to reach out to my family because I actually have mm. some family out there in Fort Myers and Cape Coral. So, yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. They told me their power's down. The water yeah. is coming in. The trees Ooh. are down in the yard. So, I'm just oh like, God. oh, man. Yeah. That's so what I s- Yeah. Yeah. Prayers up to them because I tell you, I saw something on the news too where they said they had um began flooding down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Oh. And I used to live Ooh. down there. I told, I asked my cousin, I said, You ready to come back to the bean? She said, No. I said, Okay, well y'all can have that. Mm. Because I don't know of them tropical storms. Oh, they I've but, never experienced one, so <sighs> don't want to. Don't want to. But anywho, back to you. Let's talk because there's been a... First of all, let me give you guys a little um, background. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing like... I don't know what's going on in the back. You got something playing in the background? No. No? 
you know you hear static or something oh i thought something it sounded like something was playing in the background maybe that's i don't know it's like feedback or something i don't know um i just can't with this technology today honey but anywho i want to give you guys a little background on how um yasanya and i met we used to work together i'm not even going to give the no 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 clout to the place we used to work because that place let me tell you they got some shit going on with them but we met at work and we just clicked instantly and they could not stand us in that place when we started hanging out and 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 doing our thing but i really vibed with her because she's such a beautiful soul and we got along very well the whole time we was there and it's crazy Sonya, because we both was kind of going through our own transitions when we were working there you was going through your stuff i was going through my stuff because you know i was just getting away from a crazy marriage coming up here trying mm-hmm. to start things from scratch again and yeah. um we just connected from there so let me um fill the people in on what's been going on because it's such a dramatic transformation from the time that I saw you last pre-pandemic up until recently which I was so happy to see you um we met up with each other in Grove Hall if you're in the Boston metro area you know what I'm talking about but yeah and it was such a pleasure seeing you it was a beautiful day we had a wonderful encounter and I'm just like, what's going on? And you was like sharing some things with me. And I said, you know what? I want you to tell your story as much as you want to share, as little as you want to share. Just, you know, share with the people what's been going on. Because the title of this is High to Low, Turning Lemons into Lemonade. So we know what it's like in life to be on a high note. And we know what it's like to be on a low note. Some of us, our highs are really high and our lows are really low, but you're in the midst of a trans, um, a transition right now. And I want you to share with the people like what this, what what transition this is, and what you're kind of going through, and and wherever I can help fill in the blanks, I'm gonna fill in the blanks. But feel free to tell awesome. your story. Okay, so you know, like you said, we met, you know, at our little workplace. <laughs> And, you know, we hit it off. And at that time when I met you, you know, I was just, well, I had just received a notice uh, to move, actually. Um, You know, and you had just, you had just moved up here, but you had just got your place. And you was like, you could come and stay with me, girl. I was like, nah, honey, you know, I'll be (laughs) all right. And I was all right. I was all right two weeks later, but it was just a thought that really yeah. stuck with me you know and yeah. um but unfortunately you know things happen and it's like i'm back at that door again but you know seeing you was that glimpse of hope in light and the reason i say that is because i feel like you know when you go through certain things or just when you're experiencing like trauma and drama and all that and certain people you see you know their omens they can be bad omens or good omens and you you was a good omen to me back then because i found my place like two weeks later and i feel like even in this this instance you're still a good omen to me i felt a glimpse of hope like yeah i'm gonna get my place you know what i mean because i did experience you know um homelessness again you know but i'm a lot better and just about like you said making taking lemon 
and making lemonades because before you know i lived in a really nice neighborhood and yeah i was loving it girl <laughs> yes they're talking yes. about the highs the highs was there <laughs> Yeah, you know, it had little bumps in the road, but the highs was there. The neighborhood was nice, you know. And I, I guess, um, for that time, you know, for that time when you get older, you want more peace in your life. Yes. So, at that time, I needed what it was giving me peace. The environment I needed to be in was a peaceful environment because I don't know if he was looking at me back then, but. When I had experienced that homelessness the first time and everything, like I began to get like bags under my eyes, I guess from stress. And I was looking like a raccoon and, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, just like, yeah, the transformation, it was wearing on me. And I, I, did, I was like, oh, what's wrong? What is, you know, what is happening to me? But it was wearing on me because that's what stress do. It knocks you off off your scale or your pivot and you know it just began to wear on you and that's what was happening to me but you yeah. know I made that lemonade and since then I got a couple of jobs I mean it's funny because when I first started working in that area I started asking the Lord and it was like the Chestnut Hill area so I was seeing like a lot of wealth around me, a lot of Beamers, luxury cars and all of that. And I was like, Lord, what is out here for me? What is really out here for me? And that's where I got the apartment. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was already seeing things, but in that nice environment too, it was a prison. Mm. You know, paying the money, you know what I mean? Paying the money you pay to live in apartments and everything and um just when you think when you pay a certain amount you're gonna live a certain way but most mostly it's not restricted your living is not restricted and i felt very restricted in in a box like it just became shelter for me because i really couldn't enjoy it because one it was a lot of older people there and probably retired people, but it was more, yeah. I guess, older people and everything like that. You know, I'm young black. You know, I'm I'm their age, but I don't look at it shit. You know what I mean? Or I'm up yeah. there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So I, I still like the rap, and like when I come home from work, I wanna like yeah, I mean, I couldn't even smoke there. Like it, it was no place for disorder, nor was it a place where you could spread your wings and be because you was always under the microscope. Let you me know, just so. inter let me intercept. Let me intercept right here for a second. It's very interesting of a concept that you brought up. Even though you were living in a well-to-do area that was nice, that it still felt like a prison. I can only imagine how many people live like that and feel like that. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because the amount of money and 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 granted, everybody doesn't have a money problem. But you know, the nicer of a place you stay, the money that you pay, you pay to live. So it's like you know if if you're someone who is basically working to just pay for that lifestyle that can definitely yes. become like a prison 
You see what I'm saying? And I, there's also a misconception about homelessness because when I think about it, you know, I know you're a hard worker and I'm, I'm a hard worker and I know so many people who are hard workers. When people usually see people that are in a homeless state, they automatically feel like this person's a bum. But you don't know uh-huh. everybody's everybody's situation for homelessness is different. You know, I don't think every homeless person is lazy or don't want to do something with themselves. But there are people out here that think like that. You know what I'm saying? So, well, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's like I was just saying, it's a misconception because I know a lot of people who are one to two paychecks away from being homeless. You lose your no. job before anything happens. Like, you're... How, how the hurricane the hurricane can make people homeless you yeah. understand so you don't think in terms of like that you know and th- but most of all what you don't think about is where you end up and I always said from Hurricane Katrina right that everyone who stayed behind rich poor work non-workers all ended up under the dome mm-hmm you understand? They all had to use the same services. Sometimes you can be homeless and if you're not prepared, and what do I mean by that? No one prepares to be homeless, okay? Especially when they work. But if you don't have any savings, you end up in the places where you see people like down near on Mass Ave, they all oh. is around yeah. the resources. You know, all the resources are in that central location. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you work, whatever your situation is, you need to go there if you don't have any savings, anyone that's willing to allow you to live with them. Anyone, even if you wanna live with them, sometimes you just get to a point where you just want that peace. You don't want to. You don't want to be told what to do or feel like you're walking on eggshells. Sometimes yes. when you live with people, but even when you're oh, in that yeah. shelter, it's the same way too. Because every house has rules, and privacy is no option. And you know, people when they start when you're in those areas and around those, you know, around people in those those circumstances, right? you begin, they begin to look at you and they don't call you a bum, but you know, what's worse than being considered a lazy bum? You know, what's worse than being considered a lazy bum? What? Those people, those people. You mm. want to see what I'm saying? And no, because you would think that racism that was the standard for racism when they would separate, but that's just the standard for anyone who is not doing the norm. Because when you're in that area, right? They say those people. You understand? Wow. No, one, no, right? The so left hands, gen- the left hands, the have. Yeah, so they, because they're general generalizing you with them because you're in those areas like one thing I learned about that now I was in the mist this time girl because this time it was so unexpected and it was in my best interest to leave or it wasn't looking good for me you understand and meaning that I wasn't going to lose other than 
walking away and losing. Because, yeah. you know, anytime you have to defend yourself when you have a good job or, you know, someone's using the police as a weapon against you and you have a good job, what can you do? Bow down gracefully and get the fuck out of harm's way. Pardon my language. You understand? You're good. But mm-hmm. that that's all you can do. You know what I mean? is get out of harm way and walk and try to think on your feet as you go although you don't have that stability and that's where the lemonade come in because every move must be a strategic one because you don't want to go further down that road you know you don't want to be stuck in that situation because it's a lot of nose no nose nose depression you know, you're dealing with people from all types of lifestyles. You're dealing with long-term criminals that's just coming home that don't have mm-hmm. no place to go. And everyone there has a knife. Wow. You understand? Especially the men. But they all carry knives on them. Mm. You understand? So when you try to get into the shelter, you and you're in that area and you're a woman, you can't carry weapons because they don't allow you to have weapons in the shelter. What? But the men can carry weapons? Honey, I they don't allow you to have weapons in the shelter. You understand? So you are defenseless as a woman in those areas because at the end of the day you can't stash anything you cannot hide anything because everyone's outside so someone's gonna find your stash you know then you have the buddy system it's a whole (laughs) it's a whole new world (laughs) if you're not (laughs) you remember the the little mermaids but this is the homeless (laughs) yeah you understand but you want to get away from it and you know what kept me what kept me thank god was the little income that i do have being able to to buy things that's where the lemonade come in the lemonade come in because you still have to be sound in that state of living. So let me ask you a question. How many did you go through like a series of different places? Was it like a consistent place? Was you like kind of bouncing around or okay, did, you get so, a lot of, did you get a lot of help? Because I know Boston does have a lot of resources. Did no, people, were people willing to help you? No. Listen, let me let me tell you. My experience started June the 12th. Okay, June the 12th. My experience started because I had to leave the house. I was ordered to leave the house. I go back a couple of days, okay? So let's go back when I returned. When I actually left, left for good, like no returning going back to that spot that house i started off at pine street inn it was late like about nine o'clock was late 9 11 before 12. it was late and they was like well you know they didn't open their doors for me but not only did they not open their doors they was like um telling me they received private funding 
I was like, okay, I didn't know what that meant. But I was like, okay, so, you know, thank God for technology today. You be able to Google services, a lot of stuff online, you know. So the next thing was this place called Mullins, Mullins Inn or something like that. What's Mullins? So I go there and once I go there, you know, I don't know the rules to homelessness, but it's a whole policy you have to follow. You know, you have to be in this place for seven days before you can get a backpack. You have to be there. Before you can really get the ball rolling, you have to be there. Like, triage have to count you in, like, uh, intake you and everything. But it's a whole process, I think, that deters you to make you just get out of that environment because it's a lot of mental illness. You know what I mean? And I'm wow. telling you, it's, it's, it's no place for the sound or the pretty. Okay? Mm. No place for the sound or the pretty because, you know, you may get attacked down there. I had water thrown on me, darling. What? Yes. By someone who thought I was filming them. And And I wouldn't film people in that state because, you know, that's kicking someone when they're down. And I'm out here too, and I won't want no one to film me, but, you know... It, it was a lot of craziness. I had to get away from that environment. I became a target. I became paranoid. Wow. You know, I was losing weight. Even with money because, you know, people was like, well, you can live in your car. I tried to live in my car. <laughs> you don't get good sleep living in your car. It's just away from all the other crazy mess. But it's no sound place to be when you're homeless. You know, you really need stable housing. After that, you know, one morning, I thank God I do have a job and that sort of thing. That's what's been keeping me and carrying me thus far. That's just the lemonade. And, and why I keep saying lemonade and strategic planning is because, you know, I could not imagine being on drugs out there. Yeah. Or prostituting. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. in that whole area, it's nothing good. But if you're the good, if you're the only thing good in that situation and in that area, then you may be the only one good. Because sometimes it's not even just the people. It's the the store owners, the vendors. It's all of them, too. Like, okay, for instance, let me give you a story. I understand what the homeless is going through, okay? And this is why I had to get out the street because I began living like a savage. Oh. No one can ever say that I am bougie. I think I'm all that or anything. I began living like a savage. And if you know what a savage is, it's like, okay, if you eat or you drink something in the morning, you got to go to the ra- the bathroom. Yeah. If you can go to the bathroom when the, 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 it's dark out, that's all good. And, you know, a lot of traffic ain't going and everything. Because none of the store, all the stores in that area, and, and even in the shelter, if you leave the shelter, everything opens at 7 o'clock. Everything opens at seven o'clock and even when it's not when it is opening they don't have toilet paper in the bathroom what yeah it's brutal the way so when you see people that have crap on them like you know and things like that like 
you know, you can see old ladies crapping and smelling like crap. It's because sometimes those people are homeless and they can't go anywhere. It's a lot of old elderly people out here that's homeless too. And where, where are they going to go? That's the savage that you live like a savage out here, like a nomad, you, you know, where you see just the place is filthy and I was like, you know, Lord, I woke up with the seagulls one day. I heard all that. Because they got language, girl. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Shit. I got on. <laughs> I remember a conversation. You know, them all good conversations. They come in handy, right? Oh, my God. I said, I said no more of this. I was like, uh-uh. I got on Groupon. <laughs> my niece told me, she was like, Auntie, I found my trip off of Groupon. I was like, hotel, here I come. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started there on Groupon, y'all. Okay, so I could afford to, you know, stay between the hotels and the street. Not as much in the streets, but... You know, when I would run low, I, I spend like my money, like, you know, I make enough money to like bring some plate. Well, when I lived at the Red Roof Inn, which I called the Benzino, I was like, I'm doing the Benzino. I had some times like I was, I was, you know, recording my, my situation and everything because, you know, I want people to know, although you're broken, you know, the situation is broken. You don't have to be broke. Yes, I love that. You know what I mean? You don't have to I be broke. You, you know what I mean? You you do, you just have to try to hold on to many yeses and as much privacy and freedom and do the right thing with your income as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would always say, like, if I have to pay for a roof, to be, if I have to pay to have a roof over my head, then I'm going to pay to have a roof over my head. Right. You understand? And, and I don't think people understand what that really means. And, you know, being a black person, I know how nice we are all the time. And you'll let an individual come and stay with you or a person feel like, you know, they're giving you 100 or $200 to sleep in a room that you gave up that was your child. I paid $780 many a times for a room for a week at certain hotels in Massachusetts. And the further I went, the cheaper they were. And that was on Groupon. Wow. So you went from Pine Street in to your mm -hmm. car to mm -hmm. the, the Red red Roof Inn? Yep, to the, from hotels to hotels. And I was calling the Red Roof Inn the Benzino. Because remember when they had did that story? Oh, well, do you watch some social media and YouTube and everything? Yeah. So remember like months ago, they was like, Benzino was caught in a hotel with a man. Do you remember that story? <laughs> no, for real. No, I didn't hear they that was like, No, he was like, if I was John and such, and they was trying to say he was like low-key gay and everything, but it was the Red Roof Inn. So he said, the reason I stay at the Red Roof Inn because it's cheaper. So I was like, okay, so let me do the Red Roof Inn. You know what I mean? So that was 680 then I was like, you know, my income's getting lower. You know what I mean? I can't keep doing this all the time because I went through stocks, girl. You know, I went through, it wasn't a lot of stocks, but it was enough to be paying my 
my bills and keeping me out the streets and keeping my car notes paid because I know I still have to pay my credit. I still have to pay my bills. Life goes on. This yeah. is my this is a situation, but I'm in I'm even though I'm without housing, I'm still in a good situation because I got the income. You know, I got the the credit. You know, I got everything, but it's still you need stable uh, stability in order to do searches for your housing. You know, it's yeah. just so much that it involves. But for most part, you know, I do meet certain requirements, and I did meet certain requirements. But now, you know, the lemonade part is really sitting down and I'm happy I ran into you because of this book you you gave me it, it's really gonna help me focus in a direction that I need to be going in like you know I feel like where I'm at in life I'm just not here just because so let me reel it back in okay mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with housing but it, it's it's a part of the lemonade too, okay? okay? So the thing with this situation and this matter now, you know, you have that that thing that they call the empty nest syndrome, okay? That's when all the kids are grown and they're gone. And now it's supposed to be yes. me time, you know, me time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of for a long time in my life because I had children when I was young you know I will say like about 17 years old is when I had my first daughter so I feel like I'm going back starting from that point being a single person in this world so I'm learning independence as I speak not the way that I thought I should be independent because you know you can create your own roadmap and your own roadmap in life doesn't mean it's the life you're supposed to the things that you're supposed to be doing i agree you know what i mean it could be a lot of wasted time i agree you know what i mean like you tiptoeing walking on you know you you think you and it doesn't have to be a bad thing because you're thinking but the things in where you see yourself is not where god sees you Mm, yeah, your you know your independence <clears throat> is not the independence the way God have you independent. Like for instance, I'm independent now. Mm. You understand? Yeah, it might have taken me to be homeless, and me. I it was like I was that kid that the last kid to go to leave the nest. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know how you have that last kid to go, that last yeah. kid in the house? I was yeah. that last kid, <laughs> Yeah. but as an adult. I was that last kid as an adult. You understand? I and, yeah. Yeah. and I was holding on. I was, ho I was paying into a way and holding on, but it was nothing. Because you know why it was nothing? When I lost my place, it was suddenly I had just brought a table. After being there for years and years, I finally just brought a table. And I, I really sat at that table two times. And I said, damn, I'm in my car eating. I'm on the streets eating. 
You wow. feel me? Not at yeah. the table, I brought. But it's funny because when I went to go, when I went and got that table, it was a beautiful table. I saw like some fly. I was like, oh yeah, this is nice. I like this. And it was like $500 for each piece. It was $1,500. But I didn't get that table. I got something that was for that place. Let me say this too, because you just said something that was very introspective. You said you bought the table and you barely sat there. You sat there twice and she was eating in your car. I was just thinking of how many people have nice houses and they barely, they're barely in their house because they're always working. Hmm. Imagine, imagine that they're not homeless, but they're still without, they're still most of the time without their home because they spend so much time away from it. That it's like, what are they paying for? They're paying for the mortgage, but they're never home because they're always working to maintain the home. Right. They never, yeah, go, I'm sorry. No, I was saying that's crazy when you think about it. No, but you want to hear something even crazier? So this is so weird. This is why I know it's not my plan and it's my journey, but it's not my plan. Okay, and it's still part. The journey is the lemonade, the hopefulness that I keep because I, I can see things. I can tell you another thing with this instance. I lived in a basement apartment for years, even though I lived in that nice neighborhood. I still know like there's serial killers over there. You understand? Not over there, but in general with that particular group of people. And you know what I mean? I lived in a basement apartment. I always had a fear like I didn't want people breaking in and stabbing me up. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't get, yeah, I wouldn't get like a AC or anything like that. Right. Finally got over that fear. Like F it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm I'm experiencing menopause now. So I got to get this like AC joint, you know, so I get a mobile AC. But guess where I'm at? At the height of the pandemic and not at the height of the pandemic, the height of the heat wave. I'm out in the streets using the AC in my car. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You understand? So even though, you know, it took me a long time. It was never meant, you see, you're going to spend money wisely or you're going to spend money foolishly. This is, see, this is what I'm coming to, the epiphany. See, that's why talking is a good thing. Because you see, even though I thought, oh, I had all of these reasons not to do it and I didn't do it, that means it wasn't meant to be done. You understand? Because... Why did I do it and then all of a sudden I'm not utilizing any of that? Yeah. I have a queen bed. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think that most, a lot of people are homeless due to the people that you talk to along your journey? Do you think that it's that sometimes people just want to detach from um, the matrix of the reality? Or do you think some people just Is it that they just get, you know, um, behind on paying their bills or they neglect to just pay their bills? They make the, you know, they're not making the wise decisions with their money, as you said, or like, what is the reason that from, from your, from your personal views and the people that you have met, it's the reason for the homeless? Well, I can't say particularly why, like I talk to people that was homeless because there's a lot of mental illness one 
But what I can say, I have, like, I have seen. I think personally, people gave up on people. You know, I made a joke. I said, the only thing killing people, the homeless is dying from is lack of, uh, I said, a broken heart. People giving up on them, abandoning them, and Uh. overdoses. Overdoses. Because, you know, you don't see it, but it's a lot of elderly. It was a few young people there, but more elderly people. And, you know, I thought about how was they treated. You feel me? Because now the kids are all grown and gone and Sometimes the rent. Some people play the the homeless game, like you said, the Matrix. You know, you'll see them from shelter to shelter, wasting time. I guess they don't want to do nothing. I guess they got an income because, believe it or not, they do help them get resources and services, but it's the bare minimal enough to live and get by. Wow. Some of them, they're not trying to do anything. There, you know. What I have, well, I talk when I talk to a couple of them, they now I'm gonna give you an instance. They said to me, some people said, I've been, I heard, overheard a lady say, I've been here 10 years. I heard a, another man like I was talking to, he was like, he was out in the streets for 10 years. I was like, 10 years? Wow. But I'm gonna tell you a secret. When you get evicted in Boston, it take or anywhere, I guess. But I'm going to say Massachusetts. It takes seven years for that eviction to clear off your record. Wow. You understand? So that's a hindrance too because, and what people don't know, even if you don't go before a judge, if you get a summary of process, that's the beginning of an eviction. But it takes literally seven years before that gets off your record. So that's, it's a lot of barriers as opposed to, you know, open doors. You just gotta, you just gotta know who you are, where you came from, your past, and try to hold on to any type of sanity you have, any type of yes, anything like, you know, buying things like that, that kept my sanity. Because you have a lot of people that will steal, you know, the resources, in those areas, certain things, okay. Certain things like the noodles, all of those things be gone. Like anything like just wow. fast. Yeah. Things like that, noodles and things like that, they be gone, you know. So it's like prison it's, when you in because that sounds like something that people for people I know that was in jail, they had experienced stuff like that. Oh really? Well, I don't know because I would think that they get treated better. You know what I mean? I would really think that. I think, like, the thing that got me by was, you know, I did have a little knowledge. Okay, so one day, like, I went to try to go back to the shelter, right? I couldn't go. And this is when I started sleeping in my car. I couldn't go back there because rats were blocking the door. Huh? Yeah, I got that on video. I got that on video footage. So the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, it was big rats. And then it was a family of them. Are you serious? Girl, I'm not playing. And then you know what they said to me? They said, I know. I was like, you know? (gasps) 
my mouth dropped. I mean, I'm not talking about mice. I'm talking about rats and families of them. Okay? Wow. And I was like, oh no. And I told them, and I was like, I couldn't get in here last night. So I had to sleep in my car. That was the beginning of me sleeping in my car. And let me explain something to you. Wow. I always felt like they were a deterrent, meaning like you they determine who needs the services or not. Okay, they told me this ain't the YMCA. I was like, this ain't the YMCA. What does that mean, sir? You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here? That's how I feel like that is no, you can't make lemonade in those cases. Did you feel like the most, did you feel like the most um, harsh treatment came from people that look like us or people who didn't look like us when you was going through the emotions? All of them. All of them. I'm going to give you a story. Okay, so yeah, the people that look like us, but I realized something about the people that look like us. They work in your community. They use the same, like one time I seen a lady who worked in the community, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, she ain't going. She was a supervisor too, but she was down in the Grove Hall laundry goddamn mat washing her clothes too. You understand? <laughs> like, I can't believe <laughs> Because a lot of people, I say it all the time. I know, I know people heard this terminology, <laughs> all skin, all skin folk ain't kin folk. I used to think all brown folks gonna look out for each other because you know that's my sister, mm-hmm. that's my brother. He looked like me, so he gonna look she looked like me, so she gonna look out for me. But that don't be the case. A lot of times your own people, it be your own people sometimes that be like look down on you in those situations. I met two nice people and I keep them in prayer because they was genuinely nice. I mean it. Yeah. But the other ones, they, when I went like for the seventh day, when I realized, oh, all y'all going to give me is a shower and a bed here. That's all I could get from y'all. Right. And they was like, oh no, you got to come back and do this triage thing. And it was like the seventh day because I didn't do that. Right. The lady was like, no, it had to be like the fourth, the fourth day they decided they wasn't going to let me in. And I needed to charge my telephone. Right. The guy, I was like, yeah, can I charge my phone? You want to charge your phone? Yes. Mm. I was like, mm, what's that about? You know what I mean? Because I'm already messed up because I'm, I can't even believe I'm in this position. Right. So it's not anything welcoming. And that's why I feel like people go back to lost situations. And some, I thank God I wasn't getting abused. You know what I mean? But yeah, hey, the police was called on me. That was abuse enough. You know, when I went over there and there wasn't no beat, that sergeant said, stay away. I was like, okay. <laughs> Wow, that's listen, girl. It was so funny because I was like, finally, the police is over for somebody else, right? And I leave. Next thing I know, I'm going up the street and run around, run around. I was like, God damn. I know, but I know I didn't. Now that you say that, now that you say that, I think a lot of people do stay in like toxic relationships because they be scared to be on their own. That when they're by themselves. It's, it'll be more it, it's more expensive to try to live on your own like right now if you got two people living in the house together and they're splitting the the bills it take a little burden off of a person but when they when they um decide like hey I don't want to be with this person anymore and it, now they have to consider 
what does that look like for my life? Because if I if I split from this situation, now everything falls on me. What am I going to do? And I think a lot of people are terrified of that notion. Well, you know what? I, I get that. I understand that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, today everything is so expensive. Like, I was blowing through cash just eating. When I looked up again, I was broke. Excuse me, between eating, between the gas, it being like me running the AC, all of that. It was like, oh my gosh, my money was going driving, different locations. It was consuming my pay. Like, oh my, I couldn't even like bring park my car places because I had stuff in my car and I didn't want my car to get like broken into or anything like that. And, yeah. You know. It's like, wow. you 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 know, I, I didn't have the backpack, but I did have belongings in my car, like electronics and everything. Because once I knew I wasn't going back to that house, I started grabbing my electronics. I just knew, nah. And that's what made me, like, cherish my only worldly possessions that I had taken out that house. But not only that, get out these streets. You know what I mean? Because I knew I needed, like, I need the Wi-Fi in order to look for the housing. Because when I went into one of the day shelters, which the day shelter don't offer you, they don't offer you, I think, anything. They offer you shelter out the street. Yeah. You understand? But as far as having qualified people and things like that, they don't, they don't, they don't have people who actually know about housing and the policies and the income requirements. Now, I found a place, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, and I got to make lemonade again. I found a place. I found a place. Once I couldn't get into the shelter and I started sleeping outside and everything like that, I ended up like, you know, going to the day shelter. They was like, go look for a place. I ended up finding a place in Springfield, to be quite honest. Okay. Sign the lease. Okay. Because, no, because they told me, listen to this. They told me, sign the lease. Bring in a signed lease. And they pay first, last, and security, right? Hmm. Well, what you think I did? I found the place. I brought the signed lease in. And guess guess what? They denied me. In, <laughs> they denied me the benefits. They told me that because it's because of the median. And they told me 10 days before the apartment is going to be rendered. So now they're gonna they're gonna give up the apartment and now I gotta pay like forty four hundred dollars. Forty four hundred dollars and don't even have an apartment. So I went back down to that place which was in Boston that sent me there out the door. And then they told me, Well, you have to find a place in Boston. No, you didn't tell me that, sir. So it's a whole lot of a whole lot of uh things that is just going on in real time that I'm like, I'll this story with you because I remember, it's a lot of red tape when you're in the streets. I remember specifically when I was trying to get, get shelter so I could get my apartment quicker. And, um, you know, you remember when you have to used to go and sit down at the DTA and you have to be there all day to see if you could try to get a ride to the shelter after they close and they take their last person for the day. If you still did, they, they, they 
my my friends, my family, everybody was like, well, you got to stay there because if you leave, they feel like you got someplace to go. So you have to stay there after everybody leaves. They help the people who's still there because they feel like if you're still here after hours, that means you really don't got no place to go. I have no place to go. That was the good old 80s and 90s, girl. (laughs) Not no more. (laughs) Listen, no, I can't say that because I think it's different when you have children. Yeah, yeah. You understand? I think it's more, they're going to help you when you have children, but I think you and not... Because when I had kids, I had my my kids was younger then, and because they was in school, one was in school, Mm. one was in daycare, and what was happening was I was going there by myself, and they would be asking me like, Mm. "Where's the kids?" I'm like, "They're in school," so it was hard for me to get shelter because it's almost like they wanted you to have your kids with you and be dragging them with you, and it's like. Am I mm-hmm. supposed to be taking my kids out of school and out of daycare just to prove to y'all that, oh, this is how serious it is? Why can't they be in school and in daycare and you guys still help me? So I know there's a lot of red tape with being trying to get on your feet after being homeless. It's a, it's a lot. And they make it they make it hard for you because they want to see who really is going to stick with the motions of after all the bullshit, you know? And that's how I felt the shelter was being. They were being selective because I was like to this guy who gets high, don't take care of his kids. And it's like, it's so irresponsible. How the hell you get a place? And yeah, I said it like I was in my feelings because I wanted to know. I was in my feelings. How you get a place? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know what I I noticed too? A lot of the Spanish Mm. people, the Dominicans, Mm -hmm. the Latinas, they get into those high places in the the management, in the housing, and they hook up their their friends and their family. Because there's a lot of times that I went to places, I don't want to say the name, but I kind of do, put their ass on blast. Um, Yeah. Blue Hill Hill M, Blue Hill Elm over there. Yes. um, they, they, They are like that. And they, I, you know, at one point in time, I wanted to call and have them investigated because they were doing things like pushing people's name down on the list and putting their friends and their family in there. Oh, honey, that's still going on because if if you can see a young person in an apartment, it's like, how you get there? My name been on the list all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, a lot of that is going on, like people hooking up their people. And that's what I'm saying, you know, you don't meet the requirements. But forget all of that. Listen, what is happening to the American dollar that you paying all of these taxes and they saying it's all this help out here and it ain't a damn thing going on. But a whole lot of red tape and lying, up and down, jungle jumping, all of that stuff. I'm just so tired, girl. My therapist, my therapist called me right, you mm-hmm. know. I think they just look at us to love to hear our stories to see what it's going to take to break us. Yeah. You know, and I think some people have textbook understanding and experience and knowledge. Don't come to me with that because, ma'am, I hear you. But right now, I don't want to take my anger out on you because you don't sound right. You know what I mean? And that's they can't, what they I'm can't trying relate, to They can't relate to us. That's why I never believed in therapy from a white person who came from privilege. Mm. 
you don't have the same understanding mm. of a black person who's going through shit because you come from a place of privilege. I can respect somebody who came from where I came from and they and they pull themselves up from the mud and then they trying to help me because they can relate to my struggle. You mm. can't relate to my struggle. And I don't think they I don't think a lot of therapists really be trying to help. They just sit there to, like you said, take their notes and they do evaluations to see damn she's going through all this and she's still kicking damn what is it like these black people are strong they go through all this oppression they go through all this this mm-hmm. um you know what i'm saying and they still be kicking and thriving and i think they just be trying to figure us out like you know what i think so because exactly because i'm like her name is katrina i was like katrina now you upsetting me and I don't want to. I don't want to get upset, Katrina, because I don't want to take it out on you. Because I understand you just doing your job. But Katrina, are you listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, Katrina, get it together. Oh Lord, Katrina. <laughs> Katrina, are you listening to me? <laughs> Shout outs to all the Katrinas out there. <laughs> For real, because Katrina wasn't listening. <laughs> I had to say, listen, this ain't no textbook lady. <laughs> but you know what's been really helping me get through? Social what? media. Social media. Oh. I'm telling so you, that I've was been... my... Girl, that was my outlet. That was my outlet. People be like, yo, you can't be venting on social. Let me tell you, if it wasn't, no lie, and I know this will sound crazy to a lot of people, the people feel like, well, social media is not the place for you to be venting your business. Let me tell you, social media got me through my darkest times in life. Girl, me too. I was like, putting your stuff out in the world and people giving you support and feedback what you're going through. It's something that like, that's like my therapy. That was like my therapy. Mm, yeah. Being like, girl, yes, I feel you. Mm-hmm. No, listen, no, don't. It's something about listen. Yeah. Even one of the shows that I I am a moderator on on YouTube. Big shout out to the. Can I call, shout out that page? Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you, hi. It's called the Anthony Dewberry official page. Now, this guy, right? He was incarcerated for 18 years, right? And uh-huh. he said something in one of his, like, you know, in one of his videos one day, he was like, yo, he said he had walked away from houses that was in his name. And before I heard that, him say that, I was holding on to all the rent that I paid for that apartment. All the money, because I paid over $100,000 literally to stay out the street since I've been homeless. Since I lost my place from government assistance in these last six to seven years, I didn't pay over a hundred thousand dollars. First thing in the street, trying to keep up with the rent and buying food and all. Just that paying stuff. the rent, yeah, just paying the rent. Just wow. that's just on rent alone. I can show you receipts. If you paying twenty thousand dollars a month, okay, which it was another, you know, hey. I, I wasn't, I didn't know, like, I can afford to pay market rate rent prior to that, 
prior to that because I was on government assistant. I had a Section 8. You know, I had my mobile voucher, 707. So this Hold was on, my let's introduction. Take a pause. Let's give a shout out to the people in the building. My brother, I concept in the building. My sister, TT Lioness, is in the building. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome hey, guys. How are you? Yes, Let me just give y'all a brief rundown of the conversation. This is my girl, Yasanya. Yasanya, as you can see, the title is High to Low, Turning Lemons into Lemonade. My homegirl has been through a lot of stuff, and I met her a couple years ago. We used to um, work together. And when I saw this beautiful spirit, she was on a high of highs, but we was both going through our, our personal journeys. But, you know, I just saw her recently, fast forward, Oh, uh, we haven't seen each other since like before the pandemic. And, yeah. you know, she was telling me her story, sharing with me her story. And I was just blown away because I never would have thought, you know what I'm saying? You just never know how life is going to happen to you. And so mm. she's going through a little bout of like homelessness right now. And she's sharing her story about some of the stuff that she's been facing since she's been homeless. And it's really eye opening. It's really eye opening because a lot of people will judge people who are homeless and think they're lazy bums who just don't want to work and they just didn't want to, you know, they were financially irresponsible. And that's not everybody's situation. And to hear some of the stuff that she's gone through during this journey is just like, are you kidding me? And it really makes you see like the real nitty gritty part of reality that you know, us, some of us people who are sheltered, we don't get to see that reality, you know, but when you in the streets, you get to experience that whole reality on a different type of uh, playing field. So yeah, you can continue with where you left off. Yeah, girl. And it's just scary. You know what I mean? But I have, I, I got some, some answers, you know, even with me paying the market rate, man, I said, Lord, you know, I always try to get away from government assistance. Not that there's anything wrong with government assistance, but sometimes you can be on that shit forever. Okay? And yeah. it's, it's good. It's good. Even like in, in the housing and everything, you know what I mean? So you tend to think that, you know, you're, you're living off the hog. You think everything is good. You feel me? Until it comes from under your feet, that carpet. So, over the years, I was always winging myself from 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 welfare. Like you know, there was one once upon a time when I didn't want no food stamps, or you know, I wasn't getting anything, no cash, no food stamps. First of all, I was tired of them trying to hang that shit in my face like a dangling carrot if I don't do anything. So I got tired of them threatening me about my goddamn welfare check. You know, I, was like, I don't even want it now. Shit. <laughs> trying to make me work? You trying to force me to work? Nah, listen. Hold on, let's okay? pop this bubble. Let's pop this bubble. We got a bubble down here. <laughs> I can't. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings on the panel. What it do, my sister, the Empress Aura? You already know what it is. <laughs> Slow down. Mm -hmm. Yes, Sani. Salute to you, Queen. And my sister down in the foundation with me. What up, Gigi, -Gi, baby? Mwah! How you doing, girl? This hey, your boy, the icon. I'm in here. I'm shaving my head, though, but, uh, you know, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> So nice. Funny. That's my boy right there. 
Nice. I, I love it. If you want to come to the stage, you can always, if whoever wants to come up to the stage, feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, continue. Please continue where you left off. You said you got tired of being on government assistance. You was yeah, because so you know, far. yeah. So, you know, I was like weaning myself off. Like they helped me because they was always trying to bully me, push me in the corner. Like you better go to this stupid program where you see all your neighbors, even the ones you don't like and shit. You know what I mean? You got to all <laughs> sit in the room and get this stupid check. You know what I mean? Now, everybody know we all on welfare because we all be acting like, you know, stuff don't stink around here. Mm-hmm, but we all in the same room. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was one, you know, thing that was always encouraging me to get off of welfare because I just didn't like being treated like that. You understand? And I just yeah. always felt like back in the days it was even though it was everybody was going to those job places and things like that, certain people was getting jobs. And I just felt like it was humiliating to me. So I always wanted to like be away from that environment and that setting. And sometimes, you know, if you think you can do better, whether you can or not, you just have to, if you don't like the way things go down, you know what I mean? So I was always just... No, go ahead, go ahead, finish your sentence. I was just saying, I was always just trying to get away from the government by getting, you know, not not getting the food stamps, not getting the, you know, the check. And I think the only thing I really was left with was housing and the medical, but I didn't really count the medical because I wasn't sickly, so I wasn't really using it. So I didn't look at the medical like it was a big issue, but now uh, fast forward, moving forward in the future, I understand the importance of medical. And I do think that, that I thank God that fund is there, and I tell anyone if you got medical care, take good advantage of it because take advantage of it because when you have to pay, it's no joke, and without it's it, you're no in joke. trouble. Yeah, that yes, those medical yeah. bills is is something, and that Woo. goes on your credit. It does affect your credit. But what I wanted to say was, it's crazy how people there's so many different levels of trauma, right? And people mm. don't understand like. When you talk about the welfare situation, I was on welfare for many, many years, right? And when I started um, doing construction a couple of years ago and I was making good money, sometimes I'm bringing home like, oh my God, like thousands, thousands of dollars a week when I was doing mm-hmm. construction, right? And that's a very, mm-hmm. that's a very dramatic change from going from Uncle Sam to going to making a th- couple thousand every week. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Um, when they cut me off, it was a, it was, it was traumatic for me. It was trauma mm. because I was so used to, and this is sad what I'm about to say y'all for real, like, don't judge me, but I was no, so but- used to getting the money every month from uncle Sam, having, having the government pay my food for my food that when it was time for me to pay for groceries cash, I mm. did not want to do it. I felt so like. Like, oh my God, I got to take my, my my money and, and buy groceries. Mm. And I think when you're spending the government's money, you have this idea like, it's not my money. So I'm going to get seafood. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And you just, <laughs> you, you, you know, you shop. No, you, seriously. Like, you, you shop as if like, like, you know, it's a free for all. But when you have to pay for it, it was eye-opening to me because it was like when I was working for the money, I wasn't spending $200 on, on seafood. 
I was like, oh no, I'm getting a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I would spend maybe 150 mm-hmm. and I was shocked week to week, even though I had the money. You see how, you see how yeah. psychologically we be fucked up because we're so used to like a certain mm-hmm. type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, and you, crazy. And you know, I'm glad you said that because you know what, when you, all of those resources, you lose, whether you lose them, you leave them or however, when they're gone, right? You, you start, your, your thinking starts changing. You start mm-hmm. being mindful of how yes. you spend your money. Yes. And you start looking at the prices. It's like, okay, a few pennies make a difference in <laughs> real time. I'm trying to tell you. What? I'm trying to tell you. Okay. When it's Uncle Sam's money, you was throwing them groceries down on that uh, <laughs> register like it was no, like it was nothing. When you gotta come out your pocket, you like hold on eight ninety nine a pound. Oh no, let me get the four ninety. Yeah. Let me get the. <laughs> but wait a minute, the car go from the car go from uh, from overweight. <laughs> Okay. You have a few, listen, you have a few cards, okay? You be all mm-hmm. overweight with them, build them up to like that oh. look like it's gonna crack. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know what so, I mean? Like, oh my gosh. So so let's shift let's shift the energy a little bit. We we yes, you yes. shared with us some of the things that you went through during your journey. You shared how you was experiencing things with other homeless people. Um, how you went from the Pine Street end. You became a target. You had water thrown on you. You became paranoid. Mm-hmm. You um you said how your job has been your lemonade. Um, you were sleeping in the car. Mm-hmm. You had no rest, no peace, even in the car. You said the last moment in the car for you was when the seagulls. When them seagulls were surrounding you. <laughs> yeah, girl, they was just, gah, gah, gah. I was like, Lord. And I just heard too many gawks. I'm like, oh, Lord. Gah, gah, gah. I made a video like, do y'all hear this? I'm like, listen to this. Did you know seagulls talk? After that, I was like, uh, 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 group on. Then I got, you know, I did the Benzino and I was like up in this hotel and I just been here. And it's like, I got to start over again. But you know what? You know, this place I pulled up to this time, it wasn't the Red Roof Annie, you know what I mean? But it was someone somewhere that's a little bit more affordable. And they deal with a lot of people in these situations. And what I can tell you and tell anyone that's experiencing homelessness and they're not lazy and they want to, you know, get in a position to get out the streets that they can try like little off-skirt hotels and they can, you know, they can probably barter like services like forest maintenance or cleaning services that they can take care of their room i mean you know pay for their lodging and be able to have a roof over their head that way they can have stability you know some type of cable not cable but you know internet services shower just some place that is their own so there's places out here that will accept people and i'm telling you some people been here for 10 years oh wow listen and i want to just and i just want to say this to whoever may be listening you know we cannot listen with a judgmental ear and a judgmental mind and a heart because as i mentioned to people before there's some people out here that are really one to two paychecks away from homelessness and that's a hard thing to swallow. Like some people think like they will snub their nose 
up at people who are homeless. But when you think about it, even if you're a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, think about how much your car note is, how much your mortgage is, how much your condo fees are. And if you're if you're working a good job, that salary that you're making, if you miss two payments, think about mm-hmm. how much behind that will set you back if your rent is $2,500 a month, $800 car note. $50 worth of gas, $60, $80 worth of gas, depending on what kind of car you got. And don't let it be a Hummer. You got to use diesel. That's $100 and some change worth of gas. So, you know, when people sit here and they judge, you never know. Right now, Florida, I got family in Florida. They are going through Hurricane um, Ann. You can be homeless mm-hmm. because of a natural disaster. You just never yeah. know. So that's why you just be careful sometimes when you're, you know, kind of like judging people and and you know, snooting your nose up, but let me bust this bubble real quick. I just want to say hello, Empress Aura, and um, I do not want to mess up your name. Yes, Ayana. Uh, <laughs> That's Ayana. Hey, Miss Obama. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey, Icon. That's my big brother. I see you. And hello, everyone else in the audience. Just wanted to say hi. That's all. Oh, thank you. Oh, Hi. Hey, T.T. Um, she left. Dang, I should have busted when she was here. Oh, but, sorry, Miss T.T. That was nice. Yeah, I, I swear, I swear, like, your book, and, and that helped me. And I'm still going through it, you know. It's just, like I said, a lot of things, even though they came the way that they are, I ask for these things, you know, I ask, can I survive off of welfare? Can I survive off the government? So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Well, the truth of the matter is you can't want it and want to walk away from it. Because you have to have an answer, you know, I mean, like, even though I'm like, okay, I'm going to the government, they say no, but at the time... But there was a time when I said, can I live without the government? You know, can I really survive in this world without the government? Mm, so yet this is like a challenge and a test of wills to you, to your purpose. Yes. And it's so funny you just said that, a test of wills, because the place I'm at is called Wellington. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's so funny. Wellington. And I was like, you know what? Well, am I willing? Mm. And that's what I keep saying. And, and you know, I'm faced with watching mountains. And, you know, that's my drive because I'm mad. I'm west of Boston, west of Massachusetts. You know, I'm going west and everything west is mountains. So I have nothing but to think. That's all I can do is think, 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 think. So... You know, when I pulled up to this place, it's so funny. It says, I had I has Dunkin' Donuts, which I love these red blood orange drinks, the gas station, the coffee, right? I don't even have to buy coffee because there's coffee here that's free. Okay. Okay. So, but it's, if I didn't, I love Burger King's coffee is right there, you know? So, and... There's also a laundromat at the truck stop, and also there is a workout center, and there's also one here too. Nice. So, yeah, so even in this little little place here, and it's got like a lot of. I'm surrounded by a lot of trees, mountains, 
So I was like, you know, I got everything I actually like in life. You know what I mean? When I think about it, I got I got the forest. You know what I mean? Because this is far as I'm going to the woods. Is these mountains around me. So it's plenty of nature I can look out and see. And just, you know, that's cool. The Dunkin' Dumps. Everything I could desire, I have. You understand I'm so I'm so happy that you said that because literally this is why I do the books that I do and the fact that the book is about gratitude right the gratitude affirmations mm-hmm. and yeah. the fact that even in your situation you still have something that you can be grateful for you know what I mean all of those things yes. that you said I'm still grateful for that's yes, a key. Because that's you, a major key. You're thinking about the things that you have versus the things that you don't have. Yeah, because I was like, before I, I had to go up the street for gas. Now I just go literally to right here, boom, boom. And then I can hit the highway. But you know what's the most beautiful thing? What? The guy, he told me I can save my money and work here and have a room. Oh. And he so said, that's like a two for one. Listen, he said that, he said that too, that he want to go over there to Pakistan. So he want someone to be here to be in his business. Maybe I could manage it. I didn't want to really say that aloud, you know what I mean? But it's a lot of Girl, that would be amazing. And doing front desk stuff, I said, hey, well, you know what? It's just earn paid training. That's what I always call jobs I don't like, but I can do them paid training. So I was like, you know, because I can decide. I don't know if I want to even come back to Boston or Massachusetts. I don't know if I want to keep going. I don't know. Like, the kids are grown. I'm out here now. I'm out here, as they say. I'm looking because I've been in off. I've been off for like five jobs since I've been down here, and you know what? Over here, I love it because you know what? You know how you see something and you see the beauty of it. Like this place, I was asking him today. I was like, "Yo, can I have a party in the backyard? It's a huge place in the backyard." I was like, "You know what? You can host events here." Mmm. Remember what we was talking about, right? When we was talking about decorating, this place is so big, girl. I mean, like, oh my gosh. It's at least 10 or 20 yards. If you think of a football field, or even maybe mm-hmm. 30. It's so big and so huge. I could see it. I was like, oh yeah, tents here, tents here. And then the first floor, I have the kitchen. And I was thinking something like a wedding party. Somebody can... You know, do their, their wedding party. You can turn any place you want into whatever. Turn it up. You know what I mean? Okay, so on that note, let's let's kind of pivot into something I really want to talk to you about. Because we talked awesome. about the lows. We talked about the lows. We talked about how you started off up, up high. Now you've been down low, but you're turning your lemons into lemonade. So what is next for you? Because I know when we spoke, you had a couple things going on and as far as like, you started creating your own stuff online, your digital products and your stickers. And you showed me some really cool stuff that I could get down with. So tell the people like yes. what you've been working on. And also guys, if you're there, you can click on her YouTube link, is, which is um, linked right above and check her out. What have you been working on and what's next for you? Where do you see yourself? Well, okay. So right now I would say like, 
what is next for me, Yasana? What's next for me is really determining. Hold on, hold on, pause, 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 pause. Before okay. you say what's next, talk about what you've been working on currently. Because you was telling me about okay. the red, what is it, the red bubble? The red bubble. So yes, I currently, I, I design. I am a graphic designer and illustrator uh, for Red Bubble. Well, you know my. We're like in a partnership. So I design and upload my work to their site and they sell it and they get a percentage. And, you know, I do everything from stickers to like um, apparel, t-shirts, um, duvets, um, coasters, wall art, shower curtains, customized. I can customize a lot of beautiful beautiful um designs that's personalized for just you you know your family or you know anything like that i can do it and that's what i've been doing as far as merchandise and things like that and you can click on the link the red bubble link to go there and you know purchase some of my my merchandise from hats to dresses skirts socks um was book bags, duffel bags, travel bags, dog, dog accessories, nice. everything. Yes, oh, wow. yes, like okay. everything. You know? Nice. And um, nice. that's what I've been working on, which has also been an outlet for me, you know, to keep me busy. And it's just something to, to focus on as a part, as opposed to whatever. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. As opposed to the things that are happening in my life, um, I've been definitely growing my YouTube channel. In fact, I got some good news today where I have a lot of like punchlines and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they was telling me to like join like this comedy so that I can get more exposure like trending because I always have like funny punchlines and things like that so now I'm gonna be joining something new with uh, YouTube to give me more exposure for my audience because I, I have a lot of like satire and just shorts in regards to daily happenings and trends things like that you know, that's nice. what I've been working on. Letting people know that although you fall down, get up. It's important you get up if you can get up. You know, um, depending on what knocked you down, it may, may depends on how fast you get up and how you get up, you know. Um, but the bottom line is don't stay down no matter what like find something that can take your mind off of whatever you're experiencing you know that you don't dwell on it all day because social media helped me do that i really have grown my channel since um i've been doing the the um since i've been like out here in three in three months i think i've got a hundred thousands of views in like three months on just growing my channel sharing my story connecting with people people watching me and things like that i'm not saying all my videos is gonna be getting a lot of views but i love those videos that 
get a little views, you know, too, because, or even zero views, you know, because I feel like I'm always saying something in my yeah. videos that, you know, that can resonate with a person. And I know people, they always see me smiling or and, and making like goofy faces and everything, That, but that's just part of my character. I don't mind. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind, you know, being who I am because that's the only person that I can be in. And regardless to what I go through, you know, I don't want to lose who I am in, in anything that I go through, whether it be good or evil. I just feel like, you know, I like the person I am. And um, I think like right now, my journey is me just to focus on me, improve myself. You know, when you ask me uh, for a picture, that was another epiphany in my face, uh, in my in my life, you know, because like, I don't have no like, you know, woman pictures. I mean, not that I'm not a man, but no, I, I think mature pictures. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can look at your pictures and I see woman and beautiful and beauty and, you know, mature and everything. But I, I just have them goofy pictures. But I just feel like, for me, I never grew up. And that's what I'm doing right now. I am... I am growing up. I am maturing. I am learning. I am learning things about myself. I am learning temperance. I am learning how to try to control myself, control my behavior, you know, especially when it's just like um, words and everything like that. Some people say you shouldn't be emotional, but if we are emotional, I think I'm being me. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? If we're I emotional... I, I think it's dope that you have such a self-awareness because even when you said you was going to work on your cussing, and I and I usually cuss a lot too, to me that was dope of you to say that because there are some people that are put off by, by profanities and every now and then a couple of profanities um, tend to spill over into my vernacular, but at the end of the day, the fact that, you know, um, you said that about yourself, like, hey, I want to work on, you know, not swearing as much. That was dope, you yeah. know. We're always growing. We're always evolving. So, you know, you're working on the, the red bubble. You got that going on. You got your YouTube going on. How many, I, I forget, how many followers? You said you either had 70K followers or 7, 7K? No, or I have I have more views than followers, you know, which I, I love the views because the views is, is like if you go to the gas station or convenience store, you don't have to always go to it, but you go to it for what you need. So maybe you start through on my page for what you need. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. subscribers, the subscribers, you know, you can either buy them or they can be loyal. But if they're loyal, they're going to be around for a long time. I'm very well known on social media because mm -hmm. I've been popping in and out of people's pages and Another thing with me in the social media world is I am a notorious resharer. You do. So, yeah. So I share a lot of like, you know, trending or fly or popular or just, you know, anything that I feel that you need to be aware. I share a lot though, you know, so in sharing that's what I'm known for, you know? So people recognize me, I recognize them, and I, that's what I just do. You know, I comment, I share, I support 
excuse me, certain people. I try to keep people up to date with what's happening real time, trending certain things like like you like I love you. I love your your work and your page, you know, and everything like that because it's about another part of my life which is the meditative part, the the you know, relaxation part, the meditation, the thinking the all about the uplifting and you know the good meditation i like that part too and um that's what i'm working on too more peace and more calmness in my life you know instead of trying not that i'm not going to be emotional but just realize it's only words say you know what i mean just get get the information and process it sometimes i get upset when you say boo you just said one word. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I've been like just trying to like turn to different medi- different ways, you know? Like I find myself on your book a lot and I love that. And, what's your favorite you know, what's your favorite part? What's your favorite part of the book? Let the people know what you what book you're talking about. Okay, I'm talking about the Divine Feminine Gratitude Affirmations. Mm-hmm. And I it was a lot because the first thing that hit me with this book was that, okay, when you are grateful for the little things, mm, okay, yeah. that like popped out at me so much. So like that was a resignation because sometimes, you know, you could give a person a book, don't mean they gonna read it. Right, right. See, see, I heard you say something in one of your episodes. It, you said, oh man, please. You said that, I asked this guy not to bother me. Hold on for one second, please. Excuse me. Okay. Yes, if you guys are just tuning in, I'm just going to give you a brief uh, catch up of what we've been talking about. My homegirl, Yasanya, has been going through a bit of a challenge. She was on a high, now she's on a bit of a low. This is why um, I titled it Turning Lemons into Lemonade. She's going through um, like a bit of a bout of homelessness and she's sharing how some of her challenges, some of the ups and her downs, things that she was going through during this time and how she is making the best of it. And I believe she'll come out on top because she's a dope, she has a dope spirit and she's a hard worker. So, um, are you back? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I am back, honey. Yes. So I'm like still at the beginning of the affirmations, but you know, I, the other one was, that was the first thing that like popped out at me was like the little things. Remember the little things to me is the gas station, you know what I mean? The the coffee, all of those things I mentioned earlier, the Dunkin' Donuts, the coffee, the gas, the housing, all of those are little things to me. So I am grateful for those things. So this was a, another glimpse of hope for me, but even going through the, um, the affirmations and my favorite one too is I am grateful for observation and turning all my negative experiences into positive lessons. And the reason that one is so important to me because sometimes on the outside you say I forgive, but on the inside, do you really forgive? Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that 
when you can't be free on the inside. And it's just like you said in one of your, your episodes, and you said, once a person get that in their head, they can't. It's nothing you can say to them. Yeah. So I feel like on the inside, am I being real honest with myself? Mm. And, and and that's the struggle for me. And I think that's why I, I'm, I'm still on this. Yeah, I go by it, but I keep coming back to it because deep down inside of me, it's negative. I hate that I'm in this position. I hate that these things happen to me. But this is where it, it turns around for me is like, I'm going to take it as a lesson. Yeah. You understand? And that's where I struggle in my walk in this life in, with this experience. No, it's not anyone's fault, but genuinely I want to be free of the feeling of resentment. I mm. feel like, right, I feel like I don't want to be hostage to resentment. You know, and that's, that's something true. no one can see, but sometimes those are the things that hinder your blessings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, 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 that's why it's very important because that's where I'm at in life. Yeah, I hear a lot and I say a lot, but deep down inside in my soul, am I really there? And I have to be honest and turn in the lemons to the lemonades because that's the thing that, you know, it appears. So I want to... So I, that is so amazing that you said that and I just want to say I want to thank you for being transparent because what you don't realize which I told to you I as you were talking to me that day I started visualizing you as a rich woman and I said to mm -hmm. myself a lot of people in your position would keep their story to themselves out of ego and out of fear of being judged so they, they don't want anybody to know that they're down and what they're going through. But what I said to you was the fact that you are so transparent in your journey and telling your story, there are so many different forms of life, people that are gonna be willing to help you and people who have already helped you via donations and everything else. And so I said to you, I'm gonna help you share your story in every way possible possible that I can. This being the podcast, also I wanna do it um, a blog you know, write up a blog article about what's going on with you and a way for people to send you donations. And I want you, I want to help you put out your book because when you put out your book and you can share as little or as much as you want, when people read it, there's going to be people that are either in your situation, could have been in, in your situation or who have come out of that situation who are going to be able to relate to you and maybe somebody who is close to being in that situation when they hear your story it will prevent them from getting into that situation so you have so many different angles with this that you can help people that can relate to you you see what i'm saying yes yeah so and what i would tell anyone <laughs> yes, and that's true because um, that is that is the key is to help an individual. So how would I say I would help a person? You know, if you think and if you're in a situation, you feel me, and you want to leave, the first thing you need to do is save your income because whether you're battered or not, 
whether you're sick or not. If you don't, if you have an exit plan and you don't have a place to go, you're going to end up where everyone else is in those situations while seeking those same services. Hold and, on, say. Hold yeah. on, say. I'm going to um, bust this bubble. Somebody want to say something to you? I'm sorry, because um, I am working and uh, sitting at a cubicle with other people in my ear on the phone. Um, but I missed, um, what are you doing now? Um, like, I missed that part. Okay, she's, she wants to know, um, TT wants to know, what are you doing now? She missed that part. So what I'm doing now, basically, is I'm starting my search for permanent housing again. And right now, I'm currently in temporary housing. I do work, as I stated before, and I'm just, you know, doing my designs and social media, and that seems to keep me going. And, and running into awesome friends like you, Miss Empress. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, sweetie pie. And also, that's what I'm basically doing, just you know maintaining and it looks better you understand but i think i really have to decide whether i'm going back to massachusetts or not and i think that is the real issue you know what i mean because i'm to a point where i'm i'm willing to i don't want to eat the, the the damages that occurred with the the apartment that I do have and the money that I owe now because I signed the lease. So I am thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to have to probably eat this $4,000. I'm still in this position, but I, you know, am at the hotel, as I said, and basically just, you know, this lady, she told me that if I can get $7,000, I can get a house. So I think, can I stay here long enough to pay that back debt in at least, can, what can I save in six months realistically? And can I even really stay here if that's what I want to do? You feel me? So that's mm. where I'm at because I mean like $11,000, I don't want to be a renter at that point if I can go on and pay the 4000 and then, you know, all I need is 7000 for a down payment. I don't want to, I, I don't want to, because I meet requirements. So at this point, what I'm doing is also paying my bills, you know what I mean, so that my current, my, my credit doesn't get ruined and just continue, I guess I got to save, you know, and basically that's it and try this thing maybe my trial is to do an apartment for a year that way that i can see if i can do a mortgage or whatever for a year because before the challenge before was getting off of you know getting off of the section 8 in the government assistance which i did and i started paying market rate rents you know but I haven't done it by myself. And maybe that's the third challenge with this, is doing it by myself. I've done it with a person. I've had, I know that my income, I have met income requirements. Like the apartment that I was gonna get, it was gonna be $1,400. 
1476. Okay. So at least I know I, they approved me because I guess I made three times that amount. You feel me? So at least I know where I stand when it comes to seeking the apartments that I do want, whether, you know, it's just where I'm at now. So it's between either moving forward from out of that state, cutting my loss, paying, paying for that, that loss. But I don't want to, but I don't really know what to do other than move forward and just try to keep my name in good standards. And I think... You know, I, I didn't start paying my car bill, my insurance. I never stopped paying all my bills. You know, I still have things, thank God. I still have some type of money, you know. Like, I do have $9,000 in one of my savings, like my retirement. But worse come to worse, I, I probably take that and go somewhere else. I've been on one of my jobs for one year. Coming November be one year. And my state job I've been on for a few years, you know what I mean? Like since 2019. So, I don't so let me know. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, say, uh, would you be open to other streams of income? You know what? I definitely would be, but if it's coming to me, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to take no more because. Right now, I would definitely be open to other streams of income. And I know that will probably take investment too, right? Just a little bit. Like, what would your, your, the amount of investment would be? Well, it depends on what you want to do. Because, you know, I can help you. I have like seven or eight streams of income, you know, so... Um, this is one of the things that I'm working with people with. Like tomorrow, we have me and my partner, Curtis, we have this thing that we're doing called Growth Thursdays. And it's going to be on American Legion Highway for those who are in the Boston metro area from 6 to um, 7.30 at night. And we basically started with mental development, personal development. And then he's really into the financial space. He helps people with their credit. I help people to learn how to do digital products and affiliate programs. We talked about that affiliate program stuff yeah. before. Because the thing that I've noticed is a lot of times people want extra money, but they, they mm -hmm. have two problems. One, they don't have enough money to invest to get started in something. Or two, they don't mm -hmm. have enough time to dedicate to something to build it up. So I said, how can I help people, my people in a community who they don't have enough money to even invest in an opportunity to get more income. Like that's the thing, like people want more income, but they don't, a lot of times they don't have the money to even do the investment to get the extra income. And you know, people who have money, that's not a problem for them because if they want to do a program to get more income, they could just slap the money down with no problem. But it's, it's our people in the community that have the problem sometimes doing a small investment. So, you know, I help people to do digital products, how to sign up for affiliate programs where they can make money without putting any money down. The only thing mm -hmm. about it is when people, when people, this is what I tell people about affiliate programs. When you sign up, you don't have to put any money down, but you still have mm -hmm. to put in some kind of sweat equity. That's your, that's your investment. And your time, you, right? You have to put your time. And then the thing that people don't understand is if you're not even willing to put forth 15 minutes a day to get free money, you, you it's not for you. 
You know what I mean? And it's not for everybody. It's it's really not for everybody. If you're somebody who's already on social media and you're and you're on it all day, you check on it like incessantly and you post Mm -hmm. all the time and share other people's stuff, you can do affiliate marketing because you're already you already have the phone in your hand. You're already at the computer. All you have to do is sign up to the programs and share links on your social media platforms or do a video if you're on TikTok or YouTube and talk about it. Right. Hey guys, right. we're gonna be talking about this program today. Have you guys ever heard of um Shopify? Oh, some of you have, and some of you may have not. This is what Shopify is about. Bing, 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 bong. You do a quick little video. You say, if you guys are interested, click on the link in the bu- in the bio or click on the um thing in the description. If you have seven people sign up for it, you just got fifty percent off of seven people. You you literally didn't put no money in there, but you took fifteen minutes out of your day to do to do one video you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so that's a way to make like you know extra income hey i'm always i i can invest some time like that you know what i mean like once it's like probably like on the weekends when i'm not doing anything i could do that like friday saturday this is my down Mm -hmm. day i could Mm -hmm. do something like that because it's I need to know a lot of things about social social media and affiliate marketing and how to incorporate that into my videos, especially yes. the ones that has high numbers. So I definitely would like and to I know you would be a great day. you would be a great candidate for that because as like you said, as you're making your videos, all yes. you have to do is say hey guys click that link in the bio in the description check it out if you guys are interested bing bong you know and you just never know next thing you know you'll be getting a deposit direct deposit for like you know five thousand dollars depending on how many people watch your video and sign on to that program that's what that's why i'm like you know i don't mind doing that i do something like that with a health something health core but I don't mind doing something like that because it's all in, again, like, I would like to do videos, ads, and put ads on them, you know? I be seeing this thing like, say, that promotes, but is that the same? You said you see ads that say promote? Promote, yeah. It'd be like promote promote this ad like when I click on one of my my videos it'll be like promote but it, I think it's a saying to me to promote promote this mm. ad I don't know and then and then you put a link in there um I don't know because if you have a certain amount of followers on your YouTube I know YouTube will open up certain opportunities to you to run ads on your videos and yes um, yeah that's what i'm saying like that's what it says sometime on my uh video it'd be like promote promote this like promote this video Mm, so you should check into that because that's another income um stream oh really but i thought it was like what i have to pay in I'm not sure what you, we can talk about that. We could talk about that and I could check, help you check it out. But 
yeah um hey caramello thanks for stopping by but we're gonna wrap up in a little bit um yeah. i just want to ask you are there any last words or shout out to anything that you want to send to the people as a send-off like do you have any words of encouragement or anything you would like to say to the listeners that will tune into this episode absolutely as you see it said um we're making lemonade out of here turning lemons into lemonade that's life in a nutshell right there something's gonna always happen but you have to take what happens and make it i'm gonna go back to your book okay you have to make it a lesson positive Mm -hmm. lesson you know, and that's the part of turning lemonade into lemons cause, because some people want to give you lemons. You understand? You mm-hmm. cannot do anything about what another individual wants for you or do to you. You understand? But what you can do is take whatever they try to um what what is the word i want to say subject you to you can take that and you can make it lemonade and you can drink it and you can make it as sweet as you want or <laughs> i like that <laughs> yeah you know i mean if you don't like, like that, that much <laughs> you understand if you don't like if you don't like that much sugar then have a, some tart laid okay <laughs> you understand it. have I some tart laid because we all don't like sweet things you yeah. understand everyone don't like sweetness so whatever it is believe me the the things that are happening in your life is for you in some journeys you have to travel alone in order to get the answer every journey is not meant for a person to hold your hand oh i love that message you know i love that yeah every journey's you know, you have to, you know, and how I learned that was this, because my mom, right? My mom, two years ago, since the pandemic, my mom's been diagnosed with the cancer. But we had a a meeting, we had a, a, a prayer hearing. Mm-hmm. A, a barbecue prayer. And, you know, we prayed for my mom. My mom is still here. But, you know, I always said to my mom, you know, mom, like, you know, I couldn't go into the hospital with her because of the COVID pandemic. The only people that could be at the hospital was the people that really needed to be there this time, you know, in the pandemic. And, you know, my mom was going through through a lot of pain and you know, she was just had to go there. A lot of isolation, a lot of loneliness. And, you know, it was very dark walking up, going to those treatments, you know, especially 
knowing what you're going for and not having anyone there, but you're still alive and you have to go through it, whether anyone's there or not. So I said, you know, mom, some journeys are not meant, you know, some, but I told, I said, some journeys are uh, meant for you to go on by yourself, you know, it's travel alone, you know, yeah. but in that, in that, in that journey, you got God. Yes. You feel me? In that journey, you got God because he's talking to you. And sometimes, you know, he have to strike us down to listen, you That's know, so but true. he didn't kill her. He didn't kill her. And I said, mom, everybody that walked in, and I knew early on in my mom's sickness that this was her journey to be by herself because everyone who was walking in them hospitals wasn't walking out of them. Mm, yeah. You understand? My mom constantly was going in and out of them. She was open. She was so, this was her time with her God to walk on her journey, whatever it was. But her life was in the balance and he didn't take her. But it was definitely her journey because we couldn't be there to support my mom, although she had four living children and it just wasn't meant for us to be there it was our journey wow i love that story because um one thing about it I, i'm the only child i don't have any siblings but for some mm. reason anytime i was trying to do stuff in life i always feel like i want to i have to have a partner anytime i want to mm. do something i always feel like can you do this with me i would try to bring my sister to do stuff my partner to do stuff my you know what i'm saying like it, i always try mm -hmm. to bring somebody in on something and i used to think like that's just me trying to look out. That's me trying to look out. You know, I'm always trying to look out for people, but it was really me being fearful of doing things by myself until I had the epiphany that you just said. Like the Holy Spirit was like, girl, this is for you to do. This is for you to do. You know what I mean? Like this, this is not for them. This is for you. And once you do it and they see that you've done it, then they can come later. But this right now is for you, you know? And so like, I just had to step out and say, okay, even though I'm scared, let me try to do something by myself. And I took my first solo trip out of the country um, just recently. I took my uh, solo trip out of the country and I was like terrified. But at the same time, once I got there, I felt so good in my soul. Mm. Because Praise I'm so used to traveling with people. And every time I travel with somebody, I be upset because it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. I don't want to go over there. I want to go over mm -hmm. here. I want to look at this. I want to go inside this place. I want to, and everybody's kind of like, want to do their own, you know, stuff that I don't want to do. And so when I traveled by myself for the first time, I was like, I'm on my own time. I can go wherever I want and do whatever I want to do. I don't have to follow the crowd. I don't have to feel bad for saying, I don't want to go there. Let's go here. It was just all me. And that feeling right there was so magical. I, I, I encourage everybody to take at least one solo trip in their life. If that's the only solo trip you take, just do, just do it one time so you can see how it feels. It's amazing. And you know what you, you said? You sound like you said to me what I got from that. You said you smelled the roses. I did. I did. The you, first day that I the first day that I got to Mexico, 
I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I packed away my luggage. I took a nice long shower, hot shower. I was just mm-hmm. in my robe and I just wanted to sit on the balcony and look at n- nature. And I was out there sipping mm-hmm. my drink and I had my legs up and the sun was beaming on my skin and I felt so good. And I was just like, I'm going to order room mm-hmm. service and I'm going to chill the fuck out for the rest of the night and just drink my mm-hmm. wine and my champagne and watch plant uh, Animal Planet. And I was so content. Amen. See, that was a journey <laughs> that that you had to do because you know what? If you didn't do that journey, you would have never experienced the beauty of that journey. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, it goes back to what I first said, peace. Yes. You understand? Peace is priceless when you're older. Yes. You know, and it, it's the us. It's like when you see certain people, you can look at their skin and say, oh, they at peace. They just look like their life, they're chilling in life. Yes, that's so true. You understand? And that's sometimes what that journey allows us to chill to be at peace, to think our way clearly without the burdens of others telling us or, you know, just feeling pressured. Yes. You know so what guys, I mean? Yes. Go ahead. Say, say, finish, finish what she was going to say. No. So, you know, through it, you know, we learn another quality about ourselves. You know, I found myself apologizing to my mom. When you bring me back on, we're going to talk about the cancer and if you bring me back on, when you have me as a guest again, hopefully. Anytime. What you mean? Awesome. We're going to talk about the cancer because I'm a person that I don't like to apologize. But you know, when people go through things just because they look physically well on the outside, you think they can do things. And I was like looking at my mom like that. You know, my mom, she she used to be like, oh, she was in so much pain. Her feet were hurt. And I, I would just think, because mom's alive, you know, she's doing her. She can do, she's still mom. Yeah. And I found myself apologizing because I didn't know mom's pain. But I had to go through mm-hmm. some pain myself, not through cancer, but just through my body that I yeah. had to say, mom, I'm sorry. I didn't understand because we don't understand until we go through it. Yeah. So, that's so true. you know, in the future, if, when you have me back on as a guest, I would like to talk about that cancer and your loved ones and you know like we are a demanding world and uh, a, a, a world of resilience where we don't you know death can be looking you in the face like boom and you just don't get it until they die oh I just don't even want to think about it right but that's how it is because it's a lot of that in our community and through that, we also gained strength because even though my mom was sick, I never cried. And when I found myself wanting to go there, my mom's strength made me not go there and thinking about mm. it because 
I said, wow, my mother's a strong black woman. She couldn't, she didn't even cry. And that didn't even make me cry. And I've been through a lot. And you know, I don't smoke cigarettes no more, right? Yeah. I'm it's been like almost five years. What? I'm so proud of that. Yeah, it's been almost five years. I think I'm over that hurdle in my life. Good. Thank you. Amen. So that's all I wanted to, that's all I had to say is like, you know, trust the process. That's what I have to tell everybody. Trust the process. Trust the process. You might not understand the journey, but definitely trust the process. I love that. So you guys heard it from your Sonya. Big, big time YouTube star. You feel me? Big time content creator. She's going to be a wealthy woman. I already seen it on her. You know what I mean? Look out. Make mm, sure you look you, out baby. for her. I, no problem. I put the link up there in the bio. It will be in the show description for you guys who tune in later on all the major platforms. Um, so you can always tap in and follow her. She's amazing. Follow her journey. She shares her journey. She's very transparent. And I can't wait to see what she got going on next. And I'm going to help her put out her book and her other digital content. So y'all stay tuned. Thank, thank you. you thank you. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Miss Empress. No problem. You're welcome. Peace out. Yes. yes, I love your aura. I tell you, um, I'm so happy that I got this book. I do. It's going to be, I can tell you right now, a part of my daily ritual. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you, that. You, yeah, even like now that I'm on the Spotify too, and like your videos and everything, I want them to be because I I love your messages and I'm, I'm and I just I'm just starting. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I Aww. am just starting, so you know that's what I do. I'm the remix lady, and like you know, I love like if somebody's putting something good out, and because everyone they always want to hear something, and you know, I'm running with this buzz. Yes, you need to. You need to. Yeah, I'm running with this buzz. So if you on that journey with the buzz, then we gonna get the buzz around this piece, you know? (laughs) (laughs) For real. For real. I love it though. It's like so like what you said, I can't I can't you can't break or what you say, man. You can you can you can't make the horse drink. You can bring to the you can bring the horse to the well but you can't make him drink but what you say you can't make you someone can, you think. can give a man not you can give a man knowledge but you can't make him you think. can't make him think Ooh, that's deep you can give a man knowledge but you can't make him think Ooh. can't make him think I mean, that's right that that's now right. that's a new twist that's the 21st real real you know what i mean that sounds better than bringing the horse to the water you know what i yeah, mean because that's a- at the end of the day, and I'm gonna say this, and this is the, this my this my final send off for the day. No matter what you do, remember a person's mind state is the number one important thing. What a person says to themselves is the most important thing because no matter how much you believe in a person, you cannot believe in them more than they believe in themselves. If you give somebody right now a multi million dollar house and a hundred thousand dollars cash. 
if their mind state is a poverty mind state and they don't have it in them to try to learn how to make that money work for them, how to sustain the money, how to flip the money, how to invest that money, how to take care of that house, how to flip that house, how to invest in that house, they will lose that house, that house will go into foreclosure and they will run through that $100,000 because in their mind, they are still the same person they was before you blessed them with those things. And if their only intention is buying stuff that they never had and they don't do anything mm. good with that money, they're going to run that money down to zero and be back to square one. So it, ste- it starts with your mental. You have to have it in your mind that I want something better. I want something more enough is enough i want to do something different and once you have that in your mind you will become a different person the next person can't want that for you more than you want it for yourself so keep that in mind and i love y'all peace until next time stay divine good night y'all good night Hey y'all, I'm not gonna hold you. By the time you hear this, I'll probably be in Mexico again. Maybe Costa Rica, Bali, or even Africa, who knows? But did you know that travel is number one on most people's to-do list? Almost everyone has a bucket list of places they like to go. The world is massive. Also, did you know that since the pandemic and quarantine, more people have been traveling after having been in the house for so long and the list of restrictions are being lifted? So number one, you have an increase of travelers. Number two, you have travel agents booking them. Oh, wait, you said you book your own travels? But how do you know you're getting the best rates? insider rates perks deals are you even making money on the travels that you're booking well why not experience the best of both worlds if you're interested hop on the zoom we have calls every day of the week 8 p.m and 10 p.m eastern standard time and if you absolutely cannot make them text the words travel zoom to 888-658-6848 Again, that's travel zoom to 888-658-6848 and we'll send you over the deets. I am so excited for your increase and we'll see you soon on some of the many beaches of the world. Peace. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Divine Feminine Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. You can always leave a voice note to let us know how you feel. Also, check out DivineFeminine.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-F-E-M-I, the number nine, N-E.com. Our email is info at divinefeminine.com. And make sure to follow us on FB and IG at Divine Feminine Travel Group and Twitter and TikTok at Divine Feminine. We're also on Clubhouse as Empress Aura. That's E-M-P-R-E-S-S-A-U-R-A. And join our Divine Feminine Travel Group. Contact us if you'd like to be a co-host on an upcoming show. 
if you're interested in sponsorship opportunities or interviews. Also, shoot us an email or DM if you'd like us to book your next travel. You can submit products or services also for our rated e-review section on our blog and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. As always, chime in to put your dime in. We are getting to the root to multiply that fruit. Stay growing and stay fine with Divine Feminine. Peace.